Hey, it's the Baldy Bishops. Hey, Opalan. Hey, man, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Other than the fact that um, I'm technologically ignorant, <laughs> I finally got the podcast up and going. Well done. <laughs> I've had a, a couple of instances this week um, that stand in stark contrast to one another. Um, you know, obviously being American, people are always wondering, what are you doing here? Mm. And so I have one of two reactions. It's, it's never It's never in between. It's never like... A nominal reaction it's always one extreme or the other and a few days ago i was telling someone uh i was speaking they were like where are you from i was like america oh i knew that but where we're at in america so I tell them uh, what brought you here I'm like okay well so we get in that conversation as soon as i say i'm a pastor or mm. i do church work mm. there's one of two reactions um the one two days ago was oh, all right and they walked off <laughs> Whereas this morning it was it was totally different. I was at Tesco um, picking up the shopping, and um, and this lady said, uh, "What brought you here?" And I, I, I did an internship, and and now I do church work, and and I'm, I'm a pastor. Oh, it's fascinating. I've I've actually been thinking about going to a gospel no church. Way. No way. My my mother was raised Catholic and right, stuff, right. and I always hear the way people sing in those gospel meetings, and mm. like they're happy. Is that type of church you're at? I was like, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Left her a little leaflet and things like That's that. That's brilliant, man. Praise God. It's, uh, it's like 50-50, though. You know, there's there's never a there's never a middle ground. Like, oh, that's interesting, but I don't I don't really yeah. care. It's always yeah. like, see you later, or let's talk about it some more. <laughs> yeah, Victoria was saying that too. She was talking to somebody about uh, somehow eternal life came up or, or life after death came up, and she was like, oh yeah, I used to think about that a lot, and then that started getting me into studying the Bible. And as soon as she said that, they were like, oh, right. And, it, uh, and then just <laughs> talking to somebody else about something else. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> we don't want to have that conversation. But <laughs> hey, it's been a nice few days, man. Blue skies. Yeah. I've been yeah. putting sun cream on my forehead. Or, well, not my forehead, my my whole head. <laughs> Your I head, head. I don't know where my forehead and my head <laughs> begins and ends anymore. <laughs> the so. problem of bones. Really. <laughs> I've got the same problem. <laughs> it's warm. Um but after the 38 degrees we had in America, this doesn't feel oh, yeah. quite as warm. Well, it's warm for us. Yeah. In, yeah, I'm kind of enjoying it. North Europe. So. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had air cons in our houses, huh? Air con. Air con, that's a great uh, segue into Colossians. How's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colossians, right? <laughs> so, um, so Alan finished up with uh, Philippians yesterday, and um, we're going to start to look at Colossians today, kind of have an introductory talk, um, looking at this, um, how it lays the foundation for everything that we're going to look at next week. I think we can get the rest of Colossians in kind of one talk next week. Really? Most of it's in chapter three. Oh, yeah. So, um, but you, you'll see it. You'll believe it when you see it, right? When it comes from <laughs> me. But, but in, in terms of Colossians, um, the, the interesting thing about this epistle is Paul's writing to a group of believers he'd actually never met. Yeah. Um, in, in chapter Two verse one, he says something about that, but but in, instead a Colossian called Epaphras, he sent this. Um, he, he's sent by Paul there to share the gospel. Um, we, we see that in two different passages in, in in the epistle. But Epaphras, he returned to Paul, who was in prison, um, with greetings and updates and questions from the believers at Colossae. Mm-hmm. So the Colossians, um, what Paul learns is they were facing uh, two false teachings. There was legalism. 
Um, we, we've already looked at in Galatians and Philippians, all that, so we don't need to go too much into that legalism. Yeah. Um, there was an early form of Gnosticism that blended with polytheism. Mm. Um, and essentially, the Colossians were being pulled pulled at from different angles. Mm. So one was trying to say, you, you have to keep the law, you have to be circumcised, this and that. And others were saying, Jesus just belongs on a shelf with other people, yeah. with other gods, and there's this higher form of knowledge that you can eventually attain to. Yeah, lots of things that are still, sadly, aspects of Christianity are mm-hmm. fine here in Colossians. It's the ascetic lifestyle, you know, the, yeah, there's lots of things that Colossians is very rich, even for today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very good, yeah. And, 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 I mean, yeah, Paul's ultimate goal, it appears, is that, to show that Christ is supreme, mm. that He's the preeminent King of the universe, and that because because we're in Him, we we have everything we could ever need. Yeah, and in in His own words, we are complete in Him. Mm. Mm. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna, just just looking at Christ having the preeminence. Um, in, in chapter one, verses thirteen uh, to eighteen, we won't read every single one of of, of the verses. Um, but as we look at it, there's this theme of preeminence, and maybe we could just kind of um, read verses 17 and 18, and that will give us enough uh, enough context, and we can allude to everything else. Yeah. Every night. He is before all things, and in him all things consist, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. So that in all things he might have the preeminence. Um, preeminence being superior to all others, standing out from or above all others. Yeah, you said it. You said it really cool. You said not first, not first in a category, but in a whole other category. Yeah. Something like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Yes, standing above all others. So it's like not on a pedestal with anyone else. He's not, it's not first, second, third. It's mm. like just Jesus. Yeah. Preeminence isn't Jesus first. It's Jesus only. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's what Paul is trying to get us to see here, the su- superior nature of Jesus. Jesus is everything. Yeah. You know, that's that's why he can say in 2 Corinthians 12, like, um, my grace is sufficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter 1 of Colossians is, is like, it's just so rich. It's just mm. full of who Christ is and what the gospel is and who we are is because of the gospel, you know, yeah. because of Jesus. It's, well, it's, it's a glorious chapter, mm. Colossians chapter 1. Because there's so much theology about Jesus in chapter 1, a lot of people look at Colossians and say, well, Colossians is just a doctrinal book. Mm. It's actually not. Um, Of course, it has doctrine in it, but the doctrine that it's teaching is part of one coherent thought. Everything mentioned in chapter 1 is leading to what we're going to see in chapter 2. So it's really important that we get a grasp of it. Yeah. Um, According to verses 13 to 18, um, it, it, it says why I should make Christ above all others in my life. And just to kind of bullet point through this, he's delivered us from the power of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of his son. Uh, We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He's the creator God, the image of the invisible God, um, the creator God who stepped into human history, Mm -hmm. who created everything visible and invisible, uh, whether, whether it's thrones or dominions, principalities or powers. So everything that exists was created by him and for him. Mm -hmm. It's before all things and by him, all things consist. So, um, according to verses 13 to 18, um, one of the reasons I should make Christ above all others in my life is because, well, that's who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. He, he is actually above all others. And so, we would be we would do right to make him such in our lives. Yeah. 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 So, so, verse 13, when it says he's delivered us from the power of darkness, um, that means that we should 
make him above all others in our lives because he didn't give us what we deserve, right? Mm. Mm. Um, we deserve to be in darkness, but he opened our eyes. Um, we were delivered, uh, rescued. Um, he, he, he conveyed us or transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So because he gave us what we didn't deserve, he didn't give us what we deserve. So mm-hmm. that's mercy. But he gave us what we didn't deserve, and that's grace. Mm. Um, he conveyed us, transferred us. That means to be picked up and carried away, mm. which is beautiful. Lovely. And in verse 14, it talks about this redemption, which means to purchase something. And we won't go into the, the slave market, military prisoners, but it means to buy back something for your own ownership. Mm. Um, verse 15 to 18 tell us why we should make Christ superior to anyone and anything else based upon who he is, not just because of what he's done. Yeah, that's right. But who he is. So the image of the invisible God. So because he's God, right? Mm -hmm. He has that right to be preeminent. He's the firstborn over all creation, according to verse 17. Um, All things, uh, he created everything in heaven and in earth. He made us. Mm -hmm. So he's God. He made us. And then he's um, made things visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, because he made us, we're his. Mm -hmm. We belong to us. No, yeah. We belong to him. Yeah. yeah. So powers, we're dealing with rulers, kings, dominions, those who make the law, principalities, we're dealing with law enforcement, those who enforce the law. So all things were created through him and for him. Yeah. And then, you know, many commentators <clears throat> put those things as well, like in the spiritual realm too. He's overall the spiritual realm. Um, which is going to be this whole like angel worship that comes up literally yeah, in Colossians. Absolutely. Like, no, he's higher than mm-hmm. than all that stuff. Like, he's in a whole other category. Um, I've got it down as well. First fifteen to seventeen, he's the head of creation mm. because he created it. And verse eighteen twenty two, he's the head of the new creation because he rose from the dead. He, he died and rose again. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah. So again, because because he made us, we are his. He has authority over us. He died for us rose again, so he has authority over the church. Mm. Um, verse 17, um, he's before all things, and in him all things consist. He's, he's eternal. Uh, verse 18, head of the body, um, the church, because he died for the church and rose again, he has the right to control us. Uh, because he rose from the dead as king, um, yeah, preeminence is not Jesus first, it's Jesus only. Mm. And here's why. Yeah. Yeah. So we get into chapter two with all of that in mind. So here's why Jesus should be preeminent um, because of what he's done, because of who he is. And we get into chapter two and we see why we need other Christians in our lives. Yeah. Verses verses one to five. And we'll just read through these five verses if that's okay. And then we can chat through it just a little bit. Um, just verses one to five. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words, for though I'm absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in the spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, so, so in verse number one, he talks about this conflict that he has for them. He wants to see them. And this word conflict means struggle and anguish. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're bouncing this off of Christ, who he is, what he's done for us. We've seen Christ's great love for us. And we get to chapter two in verse one, and Paul's like, and I have great love for you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So again, without without going in the whole the whole whole process, just everything about our our identity, our practice, and our community grows out of gospel truth. Yeah, yeah. What well, what's amazing? I mean, we're hearing Paul's heart for other believers as he is is captivated by Christ in the gospel. Mm. Um, but nothing like you you're going to look chapter three t- t- tomorrow night. Um, but like, there's no there's no commandments that are practical commandments until the end of chapter two, you know, like, mm. so it's like, this is, this is what Jesus Christ has done. This is who you are because of him. And chapter two's commandments are believe that and mm. don't believe the other nonsense. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then chapter three is like, and here's the practical things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like Colossians is another one of those ones where it's like the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, get it, get, you know, get the theology, get the doctrine of the gospel find your identity in the gospel mm. and then now that you've done all that here's how to live mm. in light of the gospel yeah, a response. yeah so then chapter two there's this there's this idea of um that their hearts may be encouraged so so he, he says he says in verse one i want to see you so bad that it don't that it hurts <laughs> right but then we get to chapter two and he says here's why i want to see you mm. that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both in the Father and of Christ. Um, so so why did Paul desperately, uh, what did he desperately want for them? Yeah, so this this is probably one of my favorite passages of Scripture as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paul wants these guys to be encouraged, uh and he wants their hearts to be knit together in love. Those are mm-hmm. two things. So, um, yeah, they need encouragement. Life's hard. They're full of, there's there's hardships and temptations around them. And he wants them to be encouraged um, and, and comforted. But he wants them also to have this unity that they would be knit together in love. Mm-hmm. Um, which is almost like that the believers would become as one body and one soul. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's the the prayer of Paul. How would you describe that phrase "knit together"? What's what's the picture being given there? Like a, it's like a in one aspect a body, but another aspect like fabric being knit. Mm-hmm. You know, like a yeah. body being knit together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think it's Ephesians talks about that. And then, but yeah, fabric like being knit together. Just yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Interwoven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's beautiful. Um, I saw. I was watching a video today um, on wood carving. So, wow! Yeah, um, sounds like a cracker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that thrills me. And uh, he puts two bits of wood together, and he's like, "You can see the, you can see the line, you can see what they put together." But then he starts planing it. Mm. You call it planing, or uses a plane. Right. Yeah. Um, and he cuts it. And he does all that in a, such a way. When he puts it together again, you don't actually see the seams anymore because it's. Mm it's been put together that's and, beautiful you know, it? Yeah. christ has already put us together mm. but now he's praying that they would be knit together in love mm. so yeah yeah so so th- their heart would be growing in encouragement mm-hmm. uh, and deep united love for one another yeah and, and what's amazing then so i'm going to go with this stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah what's beautiful so in the esv it says it like this that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. Mm. Um, so what, what this is implying is that it's only as my heart is knit together in love with my brothers and sisters of my church family, mm. it's only then that I will have the rest of the verse, which is the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. Mm. So what it's saying then is... Um, 
as I as I'm knit together with my with my brothers and sisters in Christ, we then collectively grow together in our mutual rich assurance, which is um, I'm more convinced of God's character. Mm-hmm. I'm more certain of his, his goodness and his faithfulness and his mm-hmm. promises and mm-hmm. his presence as a result of being knit together with my brothers and sisters. That's good. So I, I, I can't be an individual Christian. I can't be isolated because the mm-hmm. only way for me to grow in mutual rich assurance is to do that with, I mean, it's the word mutual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to do that mutually. Yeah. Um, and when I was, you know, singing together on Sunday night, we were singing like, I don't know, 15 songs together, just mm-hmm. celebrating the morning. And it was like, everyone here believes this, mm. you know, and and it was just so uplifting. And I walked away with mutual rich assurance, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, convinced uh, of God's character and love for me. Um, yeah. But then the other thing then is um, it's only through being knit together in love with my brothers and sisters that I will reach, that I will grow in my knowledge of God's mystery and that God's mystery is Jesus. Mm. So I'll grow in my knowledge of Jesus. I'll, I'll grow to know Jesus more intimately <clears throat> and love Jesus more deeply as a result of being united to my brothers and sisters mm. in Christ. Mm. So verse Colossians 2 verse 2, it just smashes the myth of Christian independence. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, I, I'm just thinking more on this knit together idea. One piece of, one piece of, yarn or thread on its own is incredibly fragile mm. but multiple pieces of thread or, or yarn uh knitted together mm. is very strong mm. so like i'm i'm gonna grow i'm gonna be stronger i'm gonna be more um effective more useful more fulfilled for purpose if i'm knit together in that way yeah but yeah it, it smashes this idea of isolationism yeah. yeah yeah so so if you're listening to this and you want to have wonderful confidence, encouragement, comfort, rest, and intimacy with Christ, mm. according to this verse, part of that is the result of rich fellowship in Christ with one another. Mm. So it's, it's, it's us having fellowship with Jesus Christ together is what leads to confidence, encouragement, comfort, rest, and intimacy with him. Mm. Isn't that, like, that's really something to think that about, is, man. Yeah. It's as we do this together, as a family, as brothers and sisters mm. in Christ, as a, as a church, that's how we grow in our our conviction and our hope and in our knowledge, intimate knowledge of Jesus. We can only do this together, apparently, mm. says says Paul. Here. And it's good. And he leaves us a great example because because he says, I want to see you so bad that it hurts. But the reason I want to see you so bad is that it hurts is because I want you to be knit together in love. Mm. So, so essentially, Paul is saying, like I hurt because I want you to be blessed so much. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, in this struggle, like I'm. I'm. I'm doing all I can. Like I'm praying over mm. here. I'm. I'm writing this letter. I'm sending mm. the Paphros. Like I'm doing all I can mm. to to help you guys <laughs> be knit together in love, mm. so you guys don't miss out on on all that is yours mm. in Jesus Christ together. Yeah, just to kind of sum up the emphasis, I think of this particular bit of gospel community because this is coming into a crescendo as, as you know in, in the following verses it's going to be addressing false teachings and things like that but then in chapter three we're really going to get into the whole one anothering stuff mm. but but here's here's kind of two questions of application just to, to leave dangling in your mind is first do you, and these these two are kind of connected closely do you want god's blessings to come upon others as much as you want them to come upon you mm. 
And I think that's what Paul said. I'm, I hurt so bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I want I want you to to be knit together in love so bad that it hurts me. Mm, mm. Like I want this for you. I want you to understand all the things that he mentions in verse number two, attaining to the riches, a full assurance of understanding. I, I want you to know the knowledge of the mystery of God so badly. Uh, both of the Father and of, of Christ. So yeah. this is his desire for yeah. you. And in verse 2, really, it's a, I call it, well, I called it, I was preaching this passage at a wedding recently, and I called it this, the beautiful circle of grace in, in fellowship. So I'm knit together in love with my brothers and sisters. So I'm in a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. He connects me to my brothers and sisters by the Spirit. Then I, as a result of that, I'm knit together with them. Mm-hmm. As a result of me being knit together with them, I grow alongside them in my confidence, encouragement, comfort, rest, and the same with Christ, That's it. which leads to me being even more knit to them, exactly. which leads to be, be, me being even more filled with wonderful confidence, encouragement, mm-hmm. comfort, rest, and the same with Christ. So the second question actually slots in really well with exactly what you're saying. Do you want Christ's likeness mm-hmm. for others as much as you want it for yourself? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it's, so it's, I wouldn't say it's easy because some days you really have to fight for it. But on some level, it's easy to want that for yourself. Mm. It's easy to have that pursuit of Christ-likeness mm. on, a, on a personal, individual level. Mm. But it's another thing to take that same approach with your brothers and sisters. So yeah, yeah. how can I contribute mm. to you yielding to the Spirit's work of Christ-likeness mm. in you? That's it, man. It, like, you and I are pastors, but before we're pastors, we're followers of Jesus and... We're, we're still messy people, still works in project, our projects at work. What, what? Work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> Even <laughs> there's evidence for it. And, uh, you know, as we come to the fellowship, as we walk in on Sunday, um, mm-hmm. and we hear our brothers and sisters singing God's praises and we, you know, witnessing people pray for each other, like mm-hmm. we did on Sunday, which witnessing people being baptized, witnessing people praying for those being baptized, bringing people in the membership, hearing other people read God's word. My, I, I was richly encouraged more than if I had have stayed at home and read my Bible mm. or, or listened to a sermon online mm. because it's not listening to a sermon online. It's not, I mean, reading my Bible is important, but it's according to chapter two, verse two of Colossians, it's together. It's mm. mutual. There's, there's this word mutual that comes up. Is it the same word in the new King James? Um, no, just attaining to all riches a full assurance in the, in the ESV, it says this mutual um, growing together so um, no it doesn't say that either I, I just made up the word mutual so <laughs> but the idea is there that we're as, as I'm knit together in love then I grow in this mm. and we grow in it together so no that's really good and, and I need, we, we've said this over and over and again but um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, I, that I, I probably won't grow in Christ as much as I should if other believers aren't in my life 100% yeah. And I'll tell you, um, without without going into details, we we made a house visit a few days ago, um, you and me, and this house visit turned into a testimony session. Yeah. Where me and you and a few others were we, we just it was like four people went around the room sharing their, their testimony of how the gospel yeah. reached them and impacted them. And and I was I was going through a tough you, you know this, I was yeah. I was going through a really tough stretch. Um, at, the, at that point, uh, mentally and, mm. and kind of spiritually in some ways as well. Mm. And just um, just being able to, for one, declare the gospel, but then hear everyone else pour the gospel into my life. Yeah. It, it actually helped me knock on. Yeah. Yeah. It helped me get over that little that beautiful, hurdle. man? Like we, 
all we did was just sit there and share the gospel. You to just each told other. me the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and other people telling you how they came to believe the gospel, yeah. and you walk out of that room like, man, God's good. You, and you're not just telling me the gospel; you're telling me here's how the gospel met my need. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? It's not yeah. just like hey, here's the gospel again, mm-hmm. but it's like um, you you telling me that the gospel met you where you were at. Yeah. And changed your life. Yeah tells me that the gospel is going to speak into my life in yeah. whatever context I'm in right now. Yeah. And, and also, you know, listen to the testimonies on Sunday for the baptism. One of them was God has, God has literally saved our marriage. <laughs> so powerful, wasn't and, it? And, you know, Victoria and I are doing really well. We're in, I mean, mm. we're in a good spot in our marriage, absolutely. But, you know, hearing someone else say it was the gospel that's rescued our marriage gives me mutual rich assurance that that's what god does and mm. I'm, my heart's li- i was in tears listening to that man me, me this too is what god can do and then we had know? to get up and and sing once your enemy now seated at your table yeah, yeah. jesus thank you <laughs> <laughs> i was in bits man. Yeah. yeah amanda asked a good question at the end of this this message on wednesday night um what about those people who can't be in the, the fellowship you know maybe mm. it's sick people who are shut in well you know we should do better at making sure of that we, we get should. to them. Yeah. But the person who's like in a persecuted country and, and or is the only Christian they know for miles around. Um, and she asked like, what about them? Mm-hmm. And I think it was a good answer that we had. It was, yeah. Yeah. Speaking. Yeah. I, I, I think that, um, I think that's the exception and not the rule. Yeah. Uh, you know, God's, God's perfect intent for Christians yeah. is to function in a, a community of other Christians who are pointing them to the gospel but should someone um, come across the gospel? I say come across the gospel. Should the gospel reach them mm. um, where they're at and their lives be changed? The yeah. gospel in and of itself is more than enough to sustain that individual. Yeah, yeah. But it's most powerfully experienced in community with other gospel That's believers. Cute. And God, God can bless the exception. Of course. But, but it is the exception. And mm-hmm. we shouldn't be like, well, I'm the exception. You know, you've got every opportunity to get to church then you're not the exception. You yeah. should be at the gathering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Christ, the Christian life isn't about survival, it's about thrival. So I thrive. <sighs> I thrive in fellowship with my brothers and sisters. Genuine, yes. meaningful fellowship with my brothers and sisters. Yeah. So um, just making sure the enemy, no, still didn't say mutual. <laughs> Nowhere says mutual. Uh, so I'm going to find one. <laughs> Where did I get the word mutual from? Nate, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. The principle is there. <laughs> I was I was reading through um, I was reading through um, deeper with with Jacob not long ago mm. and and we came to the last of, of this book and um, and just this idea and again we want to we want to double down on this so many times that the work of the gospel in us is is not something that is contingent upon our ability or our desire mm. as we saw in the previous podcast. Um, it's God that works in you, giving mm. you both the desire and the ability to do mm. it. So, um, so the Holy Spirit is trying to do this. What we've talked about, He's trying to knit our hearts together in love. Yeah, to reveal Jesus to us mm-hmm. as a body. Mm-hmm. Um, and the end of Deeper by Dane Ortland, beautiful book. I recommend Amazing it. Book, yeah. Um, I'm just going to read kind of the last paragraph of this because I, I found it really, really profound. And this is he, he's saying this is why I wrote this book, right? Mm. But listen to this. Let your union and communion with Jesus Christ, the friend of sinners, take you deeper, even deeper, into the wonders of the gospel. And watch your heart and therefore your whole life blossom. Hmm. Learn much of the Lord Jesus. For every look you take itself, take ten looks at Christ. Hmm. 
He is altogether lovely, such infinite majesty, and yet such meekness and grace, all for the sinner, all for sinners, even the chief. Live much in the smiles of God, <laughs> bask in his beams, feel his all-seeing eye settle on you in love, mm. and repose in his mighty arms. Let your soul be filled with a heart-ravishing sense of the sweetness and excellency of Christ and all that is in him. Let the Holy Spirit fill every chamber of your heart, so there will be no room for folly, or the world, or Satan, or the flesh. Beautiful, man. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So, in light of chapter one, let that impact you. Yeah. Be filled with that truth, and let that impact the way that you want Christ-likeness for yourself, Mm. and you want Christ-likeness for others. Yeah. So, so so far in Colossians, we're not looking at, here's what you should do in gospel community. No. But this is... This is how much you need gospel community. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So all of it flows out of this uh, very real gospel truth. Mm. Yeah. So next time for some practical stuff then? Yeah. 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 That's what we'll get into. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Thanks for listening to the Baldy Bishops podcast. If you wish to get a hold of us, you can reach us at bodybishops at gmail.com. Or just check us out on Facebook and Instagram on Blurton Baptist. Hey, do you want to go get an oatcake? Yeah, let's go up by the cake.